Yes, Derek Hall joins us now here for his weekly visit on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Derek, good morning to you. I uh, wanted to start today uh, by p- passing along our condolences from the show and from the radio station on the news of, of Nicole Hazen's passing. Uh, and to you and uh, you know Mike's family, uh, the Hazen family, and the whole Diamondbacks organization, just, just horrible news today. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, it's uh, it's not a. <laughs> I can't think of a worse way to wake up than with that news. Um, obviously, we, we we saw it coming, and it's uh, it's been tragic for the whole family. But she was just a you know beautiful person, and and she's committed to helping her disease by. Um, you know, with research and treatment, um, and it's uh, hopefully she will have an impact on on individuals in the future who are diagnosed with the the same tragic illness. But she was brave, strong, courageous the entire time, and and as you guys know, um, Mike was equally as brave and strong, and and he never showed it as much as it weighed on him. Uh, and he's been a tremendous dad, husband, and and friend. You know, the entire time. I'm just I, I'm I admire him more than ever. Watching him, knowing these for the last couple of days uh, of her life, and you know, you, we all know um, he was in that boardroom, guys, uh, with 20 others that worked for him, and you never would have known. And talking to every team, and working just as hard as he ever has, um, and, and and kept it all internal. And he's um, he's tremendous. Such a tragedy, and and to, to happen to to a family that was still so young, with 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 mm-hmm. so many loving, beautiful children. How hard has this been institutionally for you guys? guys to surf through this for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been tough, Vic, because, you know, well, first off, he's such a private guy, and you have to respect that, you know, and give him his privacy. And he'll, he would open that door when he felt the need to, to share information or, or seek advice. And uh, we wanted to give him as much leeway and room as we could and support as we could. And I think we we all did, and it worked It worked fine. And, and it's it's uh, it was tough on us because she's such an important part of our family. We have a hole in our heart, obviously. But, but these boys handled it very well. For them, it was a big transition to move from the East Coast to here and get their, you know, start over with a new life here. And then to have this become a part of their everyday occurrence was just, again, tragic. That's the only word you could use. Yeah, it, it is an apt word. Derek Hall, president and CEO of the Diamondbacks, our weekly guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, about the just wrapped up trade deadline, some activity for the Diamondbacks. Do you think when it's all said and done, Derek, that, that that's the amount of activity you expected there to be done, uh, to be done before the deadline? I, you know, I expected a little more. I really did. Um, but we, we got to the point where, and, and you have to get to this point when you're sitting in that room because there's groupthink and there's momentum and you're watching all the news and you've got the network on and, you know, you're, you're seeing other teams being extremely active, especially in your division, right? So mm-hmm. the room starts to get a little crazy. Hey, we got to do something. We have to do something. Sometimes, the, you know, the old phrase, the best moves are the ones that never get made. And I felt that way because there were a couple more moves we could have made, uh, but, but it would have been for very young prospects, which is not not really of interest for us right now, considering who we were discussing at the time, guys that we still have under control. So I'm glad we didn't make moves just to make moves. And, and just like I said, in fact, a couple of fans had reached out to me, rightly so, where I was on with you guys last week and said, any moves that we make are going to help this team now mm-hmm. and you know next year, et cetera, in the near future. And some, you know, if you ask me, like, well, why did you go get a catcher in the Florida State League? Sometimes you have to make moves to create openings and, and add spots to your roster. But for us, what, what's best for us right now 
now is to be able to provide an opportunity for young players like McCarthy to play, um, to be able to create an opportunity possibly for Carroll to come up you know, in the, in the near future like we talked about last week too. So all of that's part of the plan of what's better for the team now and in the future, despite you know, regret that you may have personally when you, when you have to move away from a player who's so important to your organization. Yeah, and at the same time as the Suns learned the hard way when they, when they cleared the decks and had nothing but young kids uh, hanging on to some of the veterans, at least you'll get the mentoring for the rest of the season, if nothing else. And sometimes that can be a little more important than people realize. Bingo, Bick. That's so important. Yeah, you're right. And and other teams, you know, I know there's teams out there that are very similar to ours, like the one we just played. They're probably, you know, a year ahead of, of where we are, where we want to be. Uh, but, you know, they, they get criticized for not making moves, yet they really didn't want to. There's, you know, we've been building this. This is a plan. We, we, we are where we want to be. Um, and it's the same. You know, teams are in different positions from others. Those that were very aggressive and very active, by the way, like I've never seen before, um, we're in a different different place. And I really like where we are, where we're heading. And, um, you know, I, I, there's obviously light at the end of the tunnel. And we just have to get these kids playing more and having the opportunity and, and, and making mistakes and failing. That's important, too. And, you know, for a kid like Tommy, you know, yesterday to get in there and, and do a very, you know, pretty nice job. I mean, that's a tough spot to be, to be playing against, uh, facing that lineup, playing against a, a really good uh, pitcher on the other side and, you know, getting double plays when he needed to, getting strikeouts when he needed to sure he you know he gave up a big three-run homer and and uh, again it's learning though and I think that was very important for him to, to go through that and get through it Derek Hall our guest here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station you mentioned him as a player very important to the franchise David Peralta he he gets traded to Tampa Bay and everybody pretty much saw that coming it's never easy to trade a guy like that but now looking back uh, now that he's an ex-Diamondback what does David Peralta mean to you and, and what did he mean to the organization while he was here well, I, I think, first of all, one of the, the most contagious smiles I've ever seen in a uniform. The guy is just, you know, he was pure energy. His fans loved him, especially out in left field. And he was he got it. He was good in the community and good with fans. That's all you can ask from a player other than what they can do performance-wise on the field. And we had a great conversation uh, when we let him go. And he, he loves this place. Uh, he loves he loves Arizona. He loves our fans. He loves this franchise. And anytime you, you have to part ways with an individual like that, you just hope that, that it's temporary. You know, and that he can be back at some point, whether it's working in the organization or who knows any other capacity, just like conversations that I had with Goldie, you know, at the time when, when, when he left it. But these are very important, iconic players in our in our team's history and in the record books. We've also seen uh, the, the passing of Vin Scully this week, although that's more of a celebration of baseball, if you ask me. I'm sure you've got plenty of memories of Vin with your affiliation with the Dodgers. Uh, what do you what what do you think he means to baseball? How, how, what's your perspective on Vin Scully? You know what, Dan? He um, he's the reason why I love baseball. He's the reason why I learned to love baseball and why I followed it. And he was when I was there. Um, you know, I grew up listening to him in, in Southern California, and he was an idol of mine. And the day that he ended up reporting to me, I remember calling my father, going, "Oh my gosh!" You know, Vince Scully <laughs> reports to me, and I always said he was the one employee of mine that could have fired me if he wanted to. And, and Vin, Vin was great. He was so classy. I'll say this: he was not only important to the Dodgers. He was not only important to baseball, it was all sports. He, whether he was doing golf or whether he was doing football, he's the greatest play-by-play voice of all time and storyteller. 
color. And, and he was so classy, and the humility was always there, and I was honored to be around him. Anytime we were on the road, he would invite me. And I was 30, 35, you know, for those years, and, and I would get to go to dinner on the road with Vin Scully and our longtime uh, uh, traveling secretary, the late Billy Delury, and third base coach Joey Amalfitano. And I would sit there with chills and just take it in like a sponge, listening to stories about Brooklyn and about great players in L.A. And Vin was a real good friend and mentor. And, and he would invite me to play golf at Bel Air Country Club, where he was a member. And, you know, he was fair-skinned. He'd go out. He'd have long sleeve sweaters. He'd have <laughs> uh, golf clubs on both hands and a big straw hat. And he'd have this little left-handed slice. And he'd stand <laughs> over like a two-foot two foot putt and miss it and say, oh, dirty name. And I'd say, come on, Vin, just say it. Say it. And he'd go, oh, no, no, just dirty name. But he was – what you saw, what you heard is who he was. And, and I love him. And I'll tell you one more, you know, a little story of yeah, who please. he is. Uh, you know, I, I think I heard um, Bob Costas, I think, was the one who said, oh, he, he, he announced like a tenor, you know, and his voice would go up a little bit. Well, we had a broadcaster who was having a health issue at the time, and so I needed to ask another broadcaster if he would step in at, at no further pay to, to fill in for quite some time. And I asked Vin his advice first. I said, look, I, I don't think we can pay this broadcaster more. And Vin said, oh, you won't need to. And I said, no. He said, oh, no, tenors love to sing. And I'll never forget That's that. And I went great. to the other broadcaster and said, do you mind stepping up? And he said, oh, no, well, I'll do it. And then I went back to Vin. He said, I told you, tenors <laughs> love to sing. But, you know, there was no better tenor than Vin Scully. Yeah, a tremendous loss for the baseball Excellent. world. Well told. <laughs> Derek, once again, our condolences not only on the loss of Vin, but again to the, the Hazen family and the Diamondbacks family. Uh, on a, what's a tough day? We appreciate you uh, joining us today.